Hi, and welcome to the Spell It Out podcast. My name is Jessica Zweep. I'm the owner of Spell Fitness, an online health and fitness coaching program designed to help women who have tried everything and are tired of spinning their wheels and wasting their time find food freedom and navigate this busy, crazy, awesome ride called life. Here we're going to discuss food, fitness, faith, family, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to get talking with you. Welcome back. Uh, Today we're going to go a little more, uh, what's the word? Maybe not philosophical, but move away a little bit from fitness and nutrition. Um, I know that y'all are probably real sick of me. (laughs) Maybe not. You're probably not actually, because a lot of you do come back and listen. Um, talking about or saying like, I just feel like the Lord lays stuff on my heart and I'm supposed to talk about it. And so I try to be obedient in talking about that. And I really go into these with no script, no outline. Um, usually I'm driving in my car and trying to put thoughts together in a cohesive manner that would just encourage you. And so lately I've just been really struck, I guess by the negative tone that is in the world. And I know that's not going to come as a shock to a lot of people, that there's just a lot of negativity. But what I think is really unfortunate is that you see it and feel it even in Christian circles. And I've noticed myself doing it, being a part of it, getting sucked into it. And I think that the Lord is gracious with us and that he only kind of convicts us of certain things at certain times, right? So if this is something that you are not convicted about at all, it is not your moment, either that or you are just crushing it and this is nothing that you have to worry about. So you can just scroll right on through. But for me, it's been something that I just notice a lot and I'm trying really hard to be more, uh, what's the word, conscious of how I speak And does it have a different flavor than the world? Um, Because we get into our comfort zones and we get into our grooves and we can kind of say the right things when we need to. But overall, what's your flavor Uh, has really been just on my mind. Um, And a lot of times the flavor that I taste in a lot of places with a lot of people in a lot of conversations in a lot of different areas of life is one that is kind of sour and bitter and not awesome. And sometimes it's disguised or, you know, masked with, what's the word, like sarcasm or lightheartedness. And so it's, it's, it's easy to get into, I think, a comfort zone with speaking about situations or people or the future or the past or even ourselves in a way that isn't really God honoring but doesn't feel as icky as it maybe really is. So I'm going to try and articulate this well but I may not do it well so I'm just gonna I'm like praying that the Lord will somehow edit what I'm saying. Um, We need more encouragement there needs to be more encouragement in the world around us. And I think that there also needs to be more empathy. We are a society of people that is really quick to jump to conclusions, right? When people or situations don't fit what we want them to fit, when someone is difficult to get along with, when people disappoint us, when life throws us curveballs, we get crabby. 
and we get a little mean and we get a little edgy and I'm not sure that that is really what the world needs more of because there are a lot of short fuses. There are a lot of chips on off the shoulder out there and I don't know as it's necessarily pointing people to a hopeful state of mind. Um, and I'm not saying at all that I am innocent of this because I, I find myself doing it all the time and I think that's why I wanted to talk about it today is that you get into a place of either jumping on the bandwagon with this is what everyone else feels about this situation and so I'm just going to say it too or it's just become our language for so long that we're not even aware of it. How much we complain, how much we resent, how much we are bitter, how much we can't or won't or don't see the good in other people. And I've talked about this a lot in the marriage podcasts too, where we're just so quick in relationships, especially where we're comfortable with people to really fall back into a place of nitpicking or holding people to these unrealistic standards that we are not even close to meeting ourselves. And how's that working for you? How's it going when you are kind of looking down your nose at people, when you are, you know, holding everything over their head or uh, talking about them behind their back, complaining about them to people and not giving them grace? The other thing that I think we miss a lot of and I don't know if I just have like a weird uh, sense. It's probably a disproportionate amount of empathy, actually, because it can be crippling and, and, and blurs situations for me, is the fact that we need to give people a little slack sometimes. Not, And again, this is where I get myself into trouble is because I probably extend too much grace and slack. But... What I just want to say is you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. When you look at someone and you're quick to make a judgment, uh, whether it's about them physically, personality-wise, you know, their kids, their house, their car, their life, their whatever, we're really quick a lot of times to be like, oh my gosh, that person is lazy. That person is mean. That person is a terrible housekeeper. That person is a terrible husband. That person is a terrible friend. That person is a terrible mother. Um, and we, we attach these labels so quickly, but if you could see the other side of what you think, you know, sometimes it would be like a punch in the gut and the Lord has just really been kind of impressing that on me lately in so many different areas. What I think I know, what I think I see, what I think, what I thought I knew turns out to be one tiny piece of what's actually going on. And if I would have taken the time to understand the full picture, I would be so much more understanding. And I don't want to be a person who can't sympathize. Um, And I think part of it is a self-preservation thing for a lot of us. We don't want to get more into our feelings than we already are, right? I don't have bandwidth for more feelings and more empathy and more grace, but on the flip side, if it was you who was going through something really hard and really messy, wouldn't you want someone to kind of get, throw you a bone, extend you a little grace, give you a little extra breathing room, right? Encourage you when you maybe don't deserve it, give you 
a second try when you were having a rough day. Um, and again, there's a fine line there because unfortunately there are people who just take advantage and abuse the goodness of people's hearts. And I think that's where we get this cynical, jaded, harder edged, uh, persona out in the world. But again, I really am just so, um, heartbroken, I guess, or convicted, heartbroken, convicted, thinking about all the time, how, what is my flavor? When people have a conversation with me, what am I leaving them with? Do I leave them feeling slimy? Like we just drug someone else through the mud or we just, um, complained about circumstances, people, the state of the world, or do I leave them encouraged, right? Do I leave them feeling like there's hope, like there's a chance, like there's better things to come? Um, and if you really stop and think about those questions, what do you, what do you come away from conversations with people feeling like? Um, and sometimes it's, it's tricky because we can come away from situations that maybe we weren't uh, super awesome in, right? Our conversations were a little icky. We were kind of indulging in things that were not kind or necessary or whatever, but we feel validated in our, in it, regardless of whether it was good or not. And that's where it gets tricky because it's misery loves company, right? So if you are going to go and complain about your spouse or your kids, or your job, or your money, or whatever, to someone, and they agree with everything you say, and they are like, yes, he is terrible, or that really does suck, or you do deserve this, this, and this, or you're right in that, that, and that. That is a tricky place to be, because again, you're validated and and edified and encouraged to be miserable, to be negative, to be sucked into things that are not great. And so really do, I would just encourage you to do a little analysis of your relationships, of the people that you spend time with and how you talk with them. And again, I just want to keep saying over and over again, anyone who interacts with me on a regular basis, I know that I can be all of the above. I know that I complain. I know that I can grumble. And I do think there are places and people and relationships where you do just need to kind of blow off a little steam and, and, and it just, and it's just that, and there's no, uh, affirmation that needs to come from it. It doesn't need to be this mind blowing, convicting conversation every time. I think our flesh is broken. And so we just need that release every once in a while where we just kind of bitch and moan and complain. But if you're doing that all the time and you're constantly only focusing on and only mentioning and only indulging and only conversing about how not fun things are, how not good things are, how hard things are, how overwhelming things are, how difficult so-and-so is, how stressful this and this and this is. And again, I'm not saying that those are not real situations, but we are called to renew our minds. We are called to be people who speak light and life and encouragement and hope and truth, not people who are constantly feeding the flames of discontent 
and anger and bitterness and uh, covetousness and sin really at the bottom line. So I guess my big takeaway for this is what is the flavor of your life, of your relationships? When you get together with your people, when you are out with your girlfriends, when you are talking to your family, when you're interacting with your spouse, even when you're in like a Bible study, what are you, what are your prayer requests? What are your, um, what are the things that you're bringing up? Are you choosing to and looking for good things, things to be thankful for? Or are you constantly focused and dwelling on and thinking about how hard things are, how awful things are? And I, again, what I want, I want to say that I know that things are hard and I know that things are difficult. Believe me, believe me, I know parenting is hard, marriage is hard, jobs are hard, money is hard, health is hard, life is hard, travel is hard, the economy is hard, the government is hard, brokenness and sin are everywhere. It's really hard, but this is not our home. And so we don't need to get so caught up and tangled up in this web that is being woven around us of discontent and bitterness and sadness and anxiety that we are, that's, that's our language, right? We are strangers here. So we should be people who have an unusual sense of hope despite our circumstances. And that's just been something that I've really been thinking about lately. Like when I'm interacting with someone and they're complaining, how can I season that conversation in a way that is not like condemning, but breathes fresh air of encouragement and, and lightheartedness or optimism into it. And I would just encourage you to be the same, right? When you're around someone, your husband has a terrible day at work and he comes home and he's complaining about, you know, whatever, the hours that he's working with, the coworkers, the schedule, the whatever. And you could choose to, you have options, right? You can shut down, you can try to one-up them. I see that a lot too. Like, well, you're, you're think this, this, and this is hard. I have to deal with this, 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 and this. You could indulge, right? Oh my gosh, that is terrible. I can't believe they would do that. And then you just rabbit hole it, you know, compounding and exaggerating and indulging in the misery. Or you can say something even as simple and silly as, yeah, but look at how we're provided for. Like, I'm sorry, I know you had a really hard day and I wish it wasn't like that, but I'm so thankful for how hard you work and for the, you know, the risks you're taking or the hours you're putting in or the things that you have to deal with every day. Like, you have such broad shoulders to carry the weight of all of that around and I just want to tell you how thankful I am for that. What has a different flavor? Hopefully, the last one, right? When you are talking to someone and they're just complaining about another person, their spouse, their kids, their coworkers, their neighbor, you know, and, and it's easy to be like, you know, especially if you know that person, like, oh my gosh, yes, he is really a jerk. And I agree with you that everything you're saying is true. Could you not? Could you maybe say like, 
have you ever thought about what that person is like going through that would maybe make them act that way? Like I know that I'm not my best when I'm really stressed out or not getting enough sleep or you know something else is going on in my life and I think we kind of tend to maybe unload or reveal our not so great selves to the people that we either are super close to or just interact with a lot. Like what is leaking or broken in that person that is maybe making them act that way? And could we maybe help them? Like, do they need a little bit of supernatural encouragement even when they don't deserve it? Um, And again, it doesn't need to be a holier than thou type of conversation because I do think that that gives a bad taste when we are like, well, I would never indulge in complaining because that's not realistic. We are sinful, broken people and we are going to complain. We're going to grumble. I do it daily. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. If not hourly, I either have not so nice thoughts or I agree with, participate in, or say on my own not so nice things about other people. And lately it has just been making me feel really gross. And so I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) I'm going to confess that I do it, that I complain about people, that I complain about situations, that I can be a total Debbie Downer, that I get sucked into gossip or back talking, like talking behind people's backs. Um, And it's not good. I don't like it. And I don't want to be that person. And I don't want you to be those people either, because I think that all of you listening to this are women and maybe men who know better, who can do better, who are hearing this because it it's something that needs to change in all of the circles that we're living in. So I don't know if you got anything out of that. I just want to encourage you to really think about the flavor of your language, the flavor of your interactions. When people interact with you, are they left feeling lighter, fresher, more optimistic and hopeful and um, and and have a, t- a more tender heart for people who are caught in sin? Or do they leave the conversation feeling either edified in their situation, in their brokenness, in their sin, or discouraged, right? Like that slimy feeling when you drag someone else through the mud, like even though you maybe agree with everything that person was saying and you really don't like whoever you were talking about, you don't feel light and great, right? You kind of feel a little more angry, a little more vengeful, a little more resentful of whoever or whatever the situation or person was. And I don't think that we're supposed to be those people. I do think we are those people, but I don't think that's who we're supposed to be striving for. And so to wrap this up, I just want to challenge you and encourage you to really consider the flavor, the flavor that you bring to the environments that the Lord has you in. Are you someone who is fresh and hopeful and optimistic and kind and encouraging and unique and different from the language of the world? right? We live, this is like the devil has free reign here. He's going to be able to say and place thoughts and interactions in our lives that are all broken and all sinful and all hurtful. But this is not for us. We know that that is conquered in the end. And so are we people who can push back against the narrative in a supernatural way that says, no, that person is a good person. Or that person is someone who's struggling and I'm going to encourage them even though they don't deserve it. Or 
I'm not going to indulge or get sucked into this um, doomsday narrative. Like, I don't, it's not bringing life. It's not bringing hope. It's not bringing joy. It's sucking me down and weighing me down, right? Nowhere does it say that the burden is, is supposed to be crushing and heavy and overwhelming. The burden is supposed to be light and easy. And are you being, are you someone who exemplifies that light and easy burden? Thank you so much for listening, for just listening to my ramble and my scattered thoughts. Um, that is, I'm exhausted and trying to just keep up with the pace of my life right now, but also trying to be obedient in just speaking, using this little corner of the internet that the Lord has, for some reason, decided to have me add to my plate, um, to be encouraging, to be someone who hopefully just places thoughts in your head that make you think a little differently than the way the world would have you think. So I appreciate you taking the time. I would love to hear your feedback on this. You're doing a great job and I will catch you on the next one.